Hey there, fellow travelers of the Jutlin Waste. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Jutlin Waste podcast, the TJW podcast. It is October 20th, 2022. It is the day after Andor Day. <laughs> you know, you have your Andor Wednesday, then you have your day after Andor Thursday. So, uh, yes, I did watch Andor last night uh, with the fam. It was, uh, wow, talk about a powerful episode coming out of that, uh, that episode called The Eye. This one is called The Announcement. Um, like I said, it, I hope I can get one of my buds to come on on the show and be able to uh, chat about this a little bit more at length. But because this is our uh, lunchtime uh, coffee break episode, it's not going to go that long. But I just wanted to give a couple observations about this episode that uh, stuck out to me. So in this episode of uh, Andor, you know, Andor is now coming back to his home on uh, on Ferrix. He's coming back to his home and he goes back to his, and he, he ends up going back and seeing not only his stepmother or, or, or adoptive mother um, and, and the droid, uh, he also goes sees uh, Bix. Um, the last time he saw Bix, I mean, it was certainly not on, uh, on good terms in a sense, Um his best friend, uh, who was dating Bix at the time, uh, was the one who gave uh, Andor up to the authorities, and this is how this all played out. Um, you know, obviously, this love triangle between the three of them, you know, ended really badly with his uh, friend uh, being shot by the security officers and Bix being hurt by them. And uh, even when Andor returns to to, to Ferrix, both him, the stepmother, and and Bix both tell him, you know, to to just leave that. In a sense, they're blaming him for the for the fact that the Empire is now setting up their their uh, a a sta- on ISB station right there on the planet themselves. And they said the best thing that you can do for us right now is just go, just leave. So Cassian is uh, in that position there, and uh, he's he's having a. You know, I'm telling you, it's it's it. This has got to be weighing on him so much he's also on the, at the same time looking at his you know she tells him the stepmother tells him you got to stop looking for the sister he's convinced that there's a sister out there that 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 can be found and uh she says that there is no no uh no sister to be found he tries to hide we're also seeing much more in, in this episode you finally get to see uh, a bigger imperial presence with stormtroopers and shore troopers and others and these stormtroopers and shore troopers are uh, definitely feeling much more heavy-handed in how they operate they are they there's there's definitely a uh, a grit to them and uh, a, a bit of anger that is going through them to try to quell down this uh this rebellion that they're i guess they're hearing through through their channels uh, a couple other points that I wanted to make here. We'll get back to that about why the Empire is, 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 is you know, really starts uh, lowering the boom um, in just a few moments here. Um, oh, just also, the, uh, our, 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 <laughs> our security officer who, who uh, was sent packing by the Empire and sent home to his, to, to his mom back at, in Ferrix. And, uh, you know, we see another, another shot of him at the beginning of this episode, you know, looking about as down and depressed as you possibly can get he's wearing this very you know plain brown suit that he said uh he's gonna meet his his you know his uncle had set him up with an interview at this company and uh he's dressed and his mother thinks that he's he's you know they say dress for success she thinks he is totally undressed for success that he's coming off really bad he doesn't look like and he's still feeling a lot of 
you know a lot of regret and how his whole operation that he you know this operation that he took to try to capture cassian um just blew up in his face literally uh and here he is you know interviewing for a basically you know a very boring for lack of a better term a very boring job in a very typical cube farm atmosphere where he'll have his computer it looks like he's doing a lot of data entry uh with a whole bunch of other people uh it sounds like he's in a very like you know boring position and uh at the same time his uh his i guess his supervisor who or his to be supervisor um notices that he has something on his record about this uh about the incident that occurred that sent him uh that that where he got fired so he's he tells him he goes try to get that expunged from his record so it doesn't uh show up anymore and his boss is like well try try to do it pretty pretty quickly so we see him at the end of the episode uh just you know entering data the question is is whether or not this is is i mean how is he going to end up i'm telling you i think this guy is going to be he's going to end up back in security but is going to be one of uh, Deidre's uh, guys who's going to be working for him, working for her. So we got to keep an eye on that as well, too. The real question here, of course, is is that he's going to bring his uh, cereal, and blue, cereal and blue milk with him to wherever he goes. Um, gosh, I mean, <laughs> he looks so unhappy having that bowl of cereal and blue milk. I wonder if he's, uh, you know, he could, he could switch it up and maybe have some pancakes or waffles or, I don't know, even a cup of coffee. But uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about what's going on at Coruscant in this episode. Um, gosh, you know, Mon Mothma is, I think, at her, at her wit's end in a bit here. Um, she hears about the Elhani operation and, and I think she believes that this has gone way over the line. She, she shows up again at the, at Luthen's uh, uh, antique shop and she has it out with him and is basically... This isn't how we're supposed to be doing this. This is how the operation is supposed to be doing this. We we don't want the Empire feeling that they've got their backs to the wall now and they're gonna they're gonna start a war. And Luthen is basically saying, This is what we exactly need. We need something to have a good full all-out war and just settle it from here. So Mon, who is uh not comfortable with what El Elhani is do or with what uh Luthen uh staged here with this uh, heist um sh sh i think she believes that that they, they should be able to beat the empire through through you know not as extreme means as 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 luthan has gone through with this um it's almost sounding like you know the way that she was talking about how saw Gerrera in rogue one was had just gone over the line way too many times and that it's caused her more problems than anything else uh, we also see here that uh, that Clea, and that's Luthen's assistant, uh, she meets with uh, Vel. You know, they meet in secret in some sort of uh, you know some corridor somewhere, and uh, she tells Vel. She says, you know, that Cassian basically needs to be killed now because of of of, of the situation which happened with with him. Um, you know, splitting from the team and things getting out and and, and, and things. Granted, they have the the the, uh, the payroll, but the fact that Cassian is still around here, that he need in order for them to be able to stay in the shadows and be able to keep their their covers in there and 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 be able to do what they need to do, he needs to be taken care of. And Vel certainly does not feel that way. She is taken aback a little bit at the idea of uh, killing uh, Cassian Andor, but uh, at the same time, uh, 
Clea says this really remarkable line. She says, this is what a revolution looks like. And that was really cold. Like, wow, we, if you want us to get out of this situation, if we want the Empire to be off our backs, we're going to have to do some things which are not going to make us feel comfortable. But this, uh, this is how you do a revolution. And this is the only way to do it. So Val is not really with that. And uh, it's left at that. Um, another significant moment which I noticed was that Mon Mothma, when she's speaking with her friend, uh, at her, her, her banker friend from Ch uh, Chadrilla, you know, uh, she, she tells him, <laughs> you know, she has that big party and uh, she, she, she basically says, you know, I can't trust anybody and I am hoping that you can be one of these people I can trust. And that she says, you know, you know, she knows that Luthen is going to steal what he wants to steal, but Mon Mothma still wants to be able to get funds and launder these funds through somewhat of legitimate means, either due through charitable organizations or through charity work that she does. Uh, she still thinks that she's going to be able to do this through her means. And it seems like because she is trying to get her friend to help her out with this, that she is, I guess, not exactly sure if she wants to keep her ties with Luthen and what they've been doing. So we'll have to see what happens with that. It's still, she even says in this episode as well too, that her husband does not know anything about what she's doing and it has to stay that way. So uh, what I was saying the last time, I think it was yesterday, it's like, you know, the, the, the husband and the daughter have no idea what they're, they're doing. They still think that Mon is doing, you know, her, her usual charity work and that she's doing her typical, uh, you know, work for the Senate. Uh, not realizing that she is trying to do everything she can to help fund uh, the, downthrow, the, the, the downfall of the Empire. Uh, another set of... Uh, another scene that, that, that really hit hard. Uh, well, when we see that... Uh, when we see the ISB uh, conference room and that uh, other commander or other officer that comes in that talks about how he has just spoken last night with the, with Emperor Palpatine. And this is great. We're finally getting a uh, an idea of like where Palpatine is and, and who are the big guys who we know in the Empire. What do they think about what's going on here? And it seems as if that he is getting the go-ahead from the Emperor that the ISB has free range into do whatever they need to do to stop uh, whatever rebel rebellion is going on uh, through any heavy-handed means that they can do, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, taking care of people who, you know, no, knocking off the people who they think are the enemies, um, keeping the citizens uh, at bay, making sure that taxes are high, making sure, I mean, all these bad things which, which uh, the Empire is doing, they're now going to really come down hard and show their power and their might. Uh, in this episode as well, too, uh, Deidre, you know, at the end of this episode, uh, her ISB superior has basically given into her and giving her the means to, uh, you know, go, 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 go with your leads and see where these leads will take you on all these different little heists that you say that, that, that are connected somehow. Um, he's giving her basically full range to do what she want, what she wants to do in, in how she wants to go about investigating the rebels and at the same time he tells her you know you can do what you need to do but watch your back and uh i think because of putting her in charge of this she has also painted a target on her back uh should the other isb uh, officers may not be going along with what she has to say but we will have to see where 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 that leads 
Um, those were just a couple of the things that I thought were just so incredibly powerful in this episode of Andor. Um, we saw a little bit of Andor, but it was much more the other storylines of Mon Mothma and, and Luthen and, and the other characters in the story here, um, as opposed to uh, Andor. Although we do get to see him trying to escape and trying to get out of the uh, get out of Ferex again, uh, but we see that he is at the end. I'm, gosh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Is that uh, they capture him and they accuse him of a crime and they stick him as of right now. He is going to uh, jail for the next six years. So we're going to have to see how uh, how Cassian gets out of that. If he gets out of that and how he gets out of that. Um, those are just a couple of things I wanted to mention uh, about uh, this episode of Andor. Still so much that we could talk about. Um, like I said, hopefully we'll get uh, Dan or, or, or another special co-host to uh, be able to come on with me so we can uh, you know, really talk this out and be able to, to, to flesh this out. Um, the story keeps getting better and better. Um, it was good to get some of those uh, Star Wars, you know, you know, little little breaths of air here and there. When you saw some of the stormtroopers, you saw the shore troopers. Uh, there were some just some great shots that were done in 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 this in this show that that was just like okay, we're finally see we're seeing some of like you know the more ex the exotic aliens in the Star Wars universe, which was nice to see. Uh, some of the uh, the planet side stuff that we saw and and where we see Mon Mothma's uh space spacecraft or, or car craft that she is uh riding around through coruscant and we're getting a little bit more of that that we're seeing so that is all giving us um, some nice uh some nice you know breaths of air back into the star wars universe so that's always good looking forward to next week's uh, episode as well too and uh we'll probably definitely have another uh pre and post and or uh you know uh episode as well too of the podcast to uh to discuss uh, just some other things I want. One other thing I wanted to mention, actually one or two other things. Uh, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, obviously we're this. This is originally an expanded universe podcast, I, and, and we love all the books and that that come out of Star that that have a Star Wars, um, you know, that 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 relate to the Star Wars universe. Um, I like also some of the. I mean, everybody knows that uh, you know they, they, they. I have in my collection as well too those great uh, J.W. Rinsler books. Uh, the making of The Empire Strikes Back and The Making of Return of the Jedi. I, sh I, I want to get the first volume of The Making of Star Wars, Episode 4, um, which was Rinsler's uh, first book in that whole entire series. But a couple other things have, have caught my eye here. Um, the Star Wars Archives by Tashin Publishing. Um, it's by author Paul Duncan. Uh, they have those big, huge volumes, really heavy, heavy-sized books that uh that came out one was for the uh the prequels and one was for the original trilogy and when i say that these books are you know big and heavy i mean you're talking about a book that weighs about 15 pounds and its dimensions are about you know 13 inches by 18 inches it's a big book um unfortunately my bookcases are becoming really really stacked and it's tough to try to uh fit another big massive volume in there which is why i'm still holding off on that uh, first volume of that jw rinsler making of star wars series but they do have here and also the cost as well too um both both set of star wars archives uh for the original and the prequel uh, trilogy are, are are in the range between 160 and 180 dollars uh, might be a great uh, holiday gift to get for for somebody if you don't have it maybe put that on your list that would make a really nice uh holiday gift 
but if you want, if you if, if the price point for if you want a more affordable price point, uh, they do have as of right now uh, that original. Uh, Star Wars Archives trilogy, or I should say the original Star Wars Archives for episodes uh, 4 through 6. Uh, it's the 40th edition or 40th uh, year edition um, book that is a little bit more at a better price point and it's a little bit smaller as well too. Um, some people don't like the fact that the nice wide wide images that you get in the larger edition, um, you know, those images are smaller and they're cut down the middle through the spine of the book and the gutter of the book. But uh, it's still a nice, if, if you can afford it, it's it's nice. It's not as heavy. <laughs> it's about three pounds, uh, and it's about six inches by eight inches. Um, about 512 pages, and this originally, this uh, smaller version, or the smaller edition, um, originally came out with um, some more cardboardy type of covers. Uh, I think they were trying to uh, cut costs and be able to make it more affordable for fans to get this book as well, too. If they couldn't afford the big one, get the smaller one. But uh, this one, they've gone back, I believe, and they have put on a full hard cover on this, so the book stays together much better. Um, a lot of people were saying that uh, the cardboard covers that they had put on had were when you open the book, it cracked, the, the spine cracked, and the glue cracked, and the pages were coming out. But uh, so I might be considering putting this on my holiday list, or I might just get it myself. Um, it's called Star Wars Archives, 1977 to 1983, 40th edition, uh, hardcover. Uh, the price here on Amazon is 26.72, and uh, coming out in a couple months, February 13th of next year, we're going to get the Star Wars Archives for episodes one through three. So I might be going about that route, even though I have the first two volumes of the of the Rinsler's uh, making of uh, Star Wars series i think i might be pulling the trigger on these two books as well too uh they're smaller they fit in the shelf easier and it'd be nice to have both of these volumes especially because we're talking about um you know not only the original trilogy but also the prequel trilogy um archives uh in this makes me wonder whether or not they're going to have the sequel archives yes i know a lot of people don't like the sequels but i would certainly love to have that to complete a nice nice set of three volumes of these uh, star wars archives so uh, I just wanted to mention that, and also I was noticing on uh, Gentle Giants, I always, on Gentle GentleGiantLimited.com or GentleGiantLTD.com, uh, I had mentioned earlier on a previous podcast that I was looking at those fantastic minibus of Obi Wan and, and Vader from the Obi Wan Kenobi series, but I also noticed here it's pre-orders open up too for uh, they got they have this great Knights of the Old Republic Bastila Sean Gallery diorama. And this is just a fantastic. It's about 10 inches uh, tall, I believe. And it shows Bastila Sean with her uh, double-bladed yellow lightsaber crashing through one of the droids in the Knights of the Old Republic video game. Uh, it's really a great-looking uh, statue. Gosh, it's such a great action shot. You see the droids, uh, top of the droid being with its electronics being knocked out and it's catching fire and you see the sparks coming out and you see her uh, lightsaber and they have like the lightsaber almost like glowing as if it's like in a you know it's being moved by her hand and uh, the statue itself looks pretty uh, pretty spot on for for Bastila Sean um, it's it, it's coming out right now for 80 bucks it says that it is uh, doesn't really oh it says quarter one of 2023 that's its estimated arrival so um, I'm a little bit hesitant to pull the trigger on this one just because I've seen some of Gentle Giant's uh, minibus that have come out recently and they just have not looked like what they have put on their uh, photos for their uh, 
for their uh, or their prototypes you know they, 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 they take the picture of the prototype and then by the time that somebody we, we get it it just doesn't look like what the prototype was showing us that's why I didn't really go through with that uh, Bastila, uh, with that uh, dark side ray minibus that is still available but um, I just can't seem to, to, to pull the trigger on it. I would love to have it, but it's it, the, the sculpt. I just do not. It just doesn't look the way that Daisy Ridley looked in the movie. So um, I'm holding off on that, uh, and I probably will hold off on this Bastilashan um, statue until I can actually see some of the uh, some of the actual statues uh, reaching uh, reaching the, the general public's hands and being able to see some photos of that, or maybe even seeing it in the store. But uh, just wanted to mention those things. Uh, if you have any comments about anything that has to do with Andor or any of the, maybe you have a, you're considering also those Tashin books for the Star Wars archives. Are you thinking about getting them? Are you going to get the larger version? Are you going to get the smaller version? Um, let me know. I'd love to hear what the, what, what you think about that. And if you're going to be, uh, you know, if you're on, if you're a gentle giant mini bust fan or one of the uh, milestone statues or any of the regular statues, if you're interested in those, let us know what you think about them. Um, do you have any of them? Uh, I would love to hear if any of our listeners um, also are uh, mini bust collectors or are they more interested in the more full statues. Um, they do. I will say that, that Gentle Giant and uh, Diamond Select Toys, they do have some great products. Um, just sometimes their, their, their vision doesn't fully come through. <laughs> I'm hoping in, the, in these, these next set of new mini busts and statues coming out that they'll be able to uh, you know, hit the mark on them. I would love to see them succeed with that, and I would love to be able to uh, add them to my collection as well, too. So that's all for now. I hope everyone is having a wonderful post-Andor day. And uh, we'll talk to you more on the next podcast. Have a good one, all. See ya.